This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome to Manawatu Conversations, recollections of the past and sometimes opinions about the future. Today we have with us David R.K. Harding. I'm Hegarty. And I'm Stuart Burks. Now, David, you were... uh, uh, you've been based in Palmerston North for a long time, but your early life, you actually moved around a great deal, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I uh, started off in England, I moved to Canada, then I came to New Zealand, got married, went to England, and then went back to Canada, and then came back to New Zealand, and I've been here ever since. Okay, so so when did you sort of settle in New Zealand, about what time? Uh, the first time was uh, 1963, and the second time was 1973. Oh, and I have not moved. Uh, I have been overseas on trips from as a an employee of Massey University, but I have uh, not settled anywhere else other than New Zealand since 1973. Uh, okay, and you've been based in Palmerston North most of that time? Yes, or? always have been in Palmerston North. All right, okay. Now, you're... So, but... You mentioned before we started recording, you mentioned that it, you, it was usual for you, or just normal for you to be moving house very frequently, even from when you were a baby. Yes, uh, I left England the first time when I was uh, seven. I went to Nigeria, but even before that time, I moved around England uh, as a baby. I went to Bristol when I was small, and then, uh, as I say, the first time I left England was when I was seven. I went to Nigeria because my father was out there. He'd been out there for two years, and we joined him for a year and then came back to England, spent a year or so in England, and then went to Canada for the first time. So what was he doing? In- He's an accountant. He's an itinerant accountant. He wasn't didn't have any special particular... Uh, occupation that he needed to be overseas he just liked looking around overseas and and wandering around the world I guess you could say and and you just saw that as as normally you were happy moving around like that or you felt as as a child I had to actually the family history involved a connection with New Zealand my uh, grandmother was born in New Zealand she was a third generation New Zealander the fam- the first Harding uh, that moved out to um, New Zealand was about something like 1834 uh, my grandmother came to England uh, as a as a, a small girl and spent uh, part her father uh, came to England as a young man and became an engineer came back to New Zealand and couldn't stand the uh, country because after having been in England because uh, as, a, as a qualified engineer he didn't like the, just the sheep and bush in the New Zealand in those days so he went back to England with his family and eventually uh, ended up in Chile and Peru of all places. Ah. So which, what, what sort of engineering was he doing then? Was it uh, he, was in, he was out in Chile and Peru he was involved with um, <coughs> building railways apparently mm-hmm. and he ended up dying out there as far as I can tell uh, from the family history and my grandmother 
and, and her sister ended up in England and never never got back to New Zealand. So my father was actually born in Europe, actually born in France of all places. Oh. But he became a naturalised uh, 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 British uh, citizen. Yeah. So d- did that seem, well, I suppose it would be normal to you, but did you find with the children your own age that you were mixing with going to school and so on, did you stand out as someone different from... Well, I suppose with my English accent when I got to Canada was a bit different for a while, but I soon seemed to fit in all right. So, and I, for example, in Canada, at high school, I played basketball and the uh, Canadian version of the American football, and I didn't seem to bother the local people. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, now you you also mentioned, I think there was the idea I heard in New Zealand, the idea that people change house every seven years. And I think that if that's an average, there's some who stay in a house for a long time and others much shorter. But Well, when, when we arrived in New Zealand, I actually came out to New Zealand by myself uh, ahead of um, the rest of the family at the age of 19 because of the difference in the school year. So I left Canadian High School in Ontario, where we were living. They uh, had the five years of high school. I left after four and a half years, not knowing if I would have to come to high school in New Zealand or whether I could get into university. As it was, I got into university in January, <coughs> so that was okay. I didn't have to go to high school. I was somewhat... Um, concerned about whether I'd have to wear shorts because in Canada you weren't allowed to wear shorts to school in uh, or jeans to school in um, Canada in those days so but anyway I got into university that that was okay yeah yeah it was just a surprise for me from England finding that school boys right up to the end of school were wearing in fact adults wearing shorts in New Zealand but when I go back to England now I see grown men wearing shorts in summer in England which would never happen when I was uh, yes the things are quite different now when I arrived here anyway the family Mm. came out and uh, we settled in but my my father with his accounting job he uh, got a job in Auckland to begin with but then he went he got a job uh, in Christchurch so the family once again had a short term in, in Auckland and we moved to Christchurch and we had a cha- couple of housing changes in Christchurch in three years and I got married at the end of my uh, first degree at Canterbury University and um, and went overseas but went back to England. Hmm. So after that started the next shift and had two or three uh, housings, uh, we, um, we moved up to uh, Cheshire and then uh, after after some months in Cheshire, we moved down near you know, to Berkshire and uh, bought a, a masonette there for a couple of years and then went to Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep on moving. So does that, does that mean that you've got friends all over the world from these travels? Yes, but we've lost contact with them now because this was some 40 years ago now, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. What about family? If the family, your family generally, most of them moved around a lot, did they? Or? No, no, not the rest of the family. My uh, my father's sister, we got to know her in England when we were there in the early days. Hmm. But she's um, passed on now, of course, like my parents have yeah, over yeah. the years. But um, and some of my mother's family in England, we got to know them when we were there in the early days. Yeah, we've lost yeah. contact with what's left of them. 
So was your impression then that New Zealand and Canada were fairly similar? Or I mean, the thing that strikes me is the difference in weather. But otherwise. the intre- I, I, uh, it's just a personal thing. But I find that um, for me, um, Canada and New Zealand are similar in a sense that New Zealand and Australia and Canada and the United States, they, uh, mm. there's a there's a similarity in those two comparisons. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Over, um, I'm not saying that there aren't some Bolshie people in New Zealand, there aren't some Bolshie people in Canada, but the mm-hmm. overall the Canadians and the uh, New Zealanders are a little bit quieter, more reserved yeah. people than the Americans and the Australians overall. But the, uh, yeah. we've got some very nice American friends and some very mm-hmm. nice Canadian friends as mm-hmm. well, yeah. of course. But you, and you found the adjustment from Canada to New Zealand was quite oh, not, easy? Not, not, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't particularly difficult at all. Yeah. Coming to New Zealand was quite straightforward. So, and, and, plus, and, plus yeah. when I when I got off the boat the first time, I, first time I came to New Zealand came by boat from I mm. took a train across Canada by myself, and the boat came down the west coast of the states, crossed to mm. Hawaii, Fiji, and then Auckland, mm. and I got off the boat there. I was met un, I, unexpectedly. I'm, I was met by a um, New Zealand relative, oh, yeah, a uh, a cousin, a, yeah. a, you know, multitudinous, distanced cousin who met me and mm. looked after me and and housed me for a f- few days. Oh, and very nice. Helped yeah. me find a place near Auckland University to live and everything. Yeah, oh. very kind. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. So, so, what was the the choice to come to New Zealand for university? Oh, because because my grandmother was a New Zealander. The the, the reason for coming, <coughs> the reason the reason we stopped off in Canada for ten years was because my father, after the war, could not get an assisted passage out as an accountant. He, he in order to oh. get it. Sorry, I should have mentioned this okay. before. Be, he, had he been a plumber, a mm. carpenter, a, mm. an applied person, he pro- he probably could have got an assisted passage mm. for the family after World War Two. So, we so the aim was they really wanted to come to New Zealand, New Zealand but hadn't been. Out. Yeah, because of uh, his connection, because of his. Ma- yeah, I um, I haven't mentioned that there were there was a New Zealand great aunt for my uh, mm. father visited New Zealand once or twice while he as he was growing up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the, the, he had had a connection from from his mother's oh. family. Right. So, so basically, the idea was at some stage the family would come. At some stage, come to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, so we he thought he'd try Canada as as a, on the way. Mm. So and and, the, and I guess you could say that uh, coming to New Zealand was precipitated by me coming to the end of high school because mm. I said, "Are you?" Are we go- looking at going to New Zealand or not? Because I, yeah. I think turning the time, turning the clock back a bit to Canada at the end of at the end of high school, yeah. there was a program in Ontario, as far as I can remember, whereby the pr- Prime Minister at the time was trying to keep the unemployment level. This this sounds weird now. The unemployment level below four percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> because if the it was it was deemed that if the unemployment level went above four percent, 
unemployed in Canada, that party was yep. in charge of the country at the time would not survive the next election. Yep. There was a, there was an idea like that in Britain of, of at one stage of three percent when the the workplace was very stable and you have a career, you know, you get in a job for life basically. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. So the idea was that that if you keep could keep as many of the kids finishing high school as possible, mm. go get them going to university, polytech, mm. uh, and training schools and training programs as possible, keep them off the job market, then you could keep you could mm. keep the unemployment rate down. Yeah, and I yeah. was told by the guidance teacher that I should go to university. So I said to my father, "Look, are we staying in New Canada or are we going to New Zealand?" Yeah. So that's what precipitated oh, me coming okay. to New Zealand. So you you in you were able to go to university in New Zealand as a as a New Zealand citizen. Did I that, did you I was that? a British citizen. Okay. I hadn't taken out Canadian citizenship yet. I was a, mm. I was a Canadian resident, I suppose you would say. Okay. Anyway, I stepped off the boat and I um, I. Uh, <coughs> I had I I think I had to pay the student fees that year because I wasn't a New Zealand citizen or mm -hmm. a New Zealand resident. Oh, okay. So I, but I, I got a book allowance or something. They gave me a book allowance of okay. twenty pounds or thirty pounds or mm. something like that. So you were considered an overseas student. Yeah. 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 And then the second year, I, I second year, I got everything paid for because I passed my papers. Mm. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And but I suppose was, that was a time when the local students wouldn't have had to pay any fees. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Were there many overseas students here at that stage? I honestly can't remember. No, you wouldn't. Have. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, and and what subject did you study? Oh, chemistry. Uh, I think I think I could think I took chemistry, physics. Uh, not not physics, chemistry, maths, and geology. Okay. And that, and then you went on. You ended up with a, a, a chemistry honours degree. When I went down to Christchurch the second year, they said um, uh, we want you to take honours, and I said why? Well, because they just started an honours mm. program. Honours is just something was brand new in those days. Yeah, never right. heard of it before. Mm. And I said why? And then anyway, the, I said I don't particularly want to take honours. They said well tell you what you take you sign up for it and if you don't get do very well you can drop it so mm. but uh, yeah i managed to get swan through so ended up with a four-year degree yeah did, did you have any idea what you wanted to move on to then oh i wanted to stay with chemistry because i did very well with that in the first year okay and that's but, what i've been with ever since uh, it's a, but if you didn't want to do honors what would you have done with a, a three-year chemistry degree Oh, looked around for a job. At the end of the um, at the end of the four years, I I, ha I had a, I was offered a job in um, New Plymouth actually with uh, Ivan Watkins Dow. Uh, you talking about what 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 year would this be roughly? Oh, I got married in 1966, and uh, yeah. we headed off overseas back oh, to okay. England. So you so you'd finish your honours in '66. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so then you went back to England. So your family had been thinking, we're going to go to New Zealand eventually. And you said, yeah. when are we going? You went there, you got your, your degree, and then you thought, well, off well, we go. 
Well, my, uh, my, my wife, Jan, wanted to go overseas. That's why. Ah, okay. So you mean you've been telling her all these stories about marvellous places elsewhere? <laughs> she thought, well, yeah. she always wanted to go overseas anyway. So mm-hmm. I said, OK, I'll, I'll take you overseas. But I didn't realise it would... Um, it meant I had to look after her for, for 50 or 60 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so did, did she have uh, uh, aspirations of having a career as well? I don't know if she did or not. You'll have to ask her that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you, but you had an amicable arrangement whereby you were the provider and, and, well, and she was the homemaker, or did, did she work? Okay. I don't know if we had an arrangement or not. We just decided to go overseas together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you were married already. Yeah, so yeah we were married. We did yeah. get married properly. So, so did you actually plan any of your life or just on impulse? No, it was <laughs> just, just we went to England, see, and we, we were <clears throat> much, I think, to her mother or a little her parents and discussed we were... <clears throat> I think they thought we'd just be overseas for a year or 18 months or two years, but we were overseas for seven years mm-hmm. in the long run, came back with a daughter. All right. Did they go over and see you while no. you were out? No. So you had no, well, no phone calls or something, no, maybe? No. But. Well, we might have had the odd phone call, but they were damned expensive in those days. I know, yeah. yeah. Damned expensive. Yeah, yeah. Very expensive. Yeah, you time it to the minute, don't you? Yes, for ready. sure. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They're not like now, yeah. where you can phone up for, not for nothing on um, yeah, WhatsApp and all on, through the internet, all that. Yeah. yeah, video calls and everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. 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 No, we have quite long video calls now. With we've got a son and uh, two grandchildren in Ottawa of all places. Funnily, but mm-hmm. still connected with Canada. Yeah, yeah. So now my view, because I looked at sort of New Zealand and Canada, and both seem sort of quite nice. But Canada, you got all the cold winters. Is that well? The interesting thing with Canada now is you spend an awful lot, of, an awful lot of time inside because in Ottawa, it's got hot and humid in in the summer as well. So you yeah. live inside in an air-conditioned house in the summer mm. as well now. So how okay. you how I, I remember when we lived. When I was my second time in Canada was in London, Ontario. Mm. First time was in and around, close to Toronto, in a satellite city, mm. um, Oakville, and uh, she used to lie in beds at night, just sweating, you know, because of the humidity mm. at times. When it when it wasn't humid, it wasn't so bad, but you get that humid, those humidity yeah, yeah. just hanging yeah, over. Hmm. So the, the summers were unpleasant. Were the, the winters unpleasant as well? Then, or? The when they they can be, but if they, if it's cold and dry, it's not so bad. Mm. The, you can actually when you if you're out uh, snow sh- shoveling snow out of a driveway or something, as as long as it's um, between zero and ten minus ten. Mm. You can uh, you can actually work quite comfortably as long as you're working. But if you stop to talk to a neighbour mm. and you've been sweating, you know it's, that can oh, get a bit uncomfortable because yeah, it yeah. soon get cold. But you can actually work between zero and minus ten. I went. I took a rental car. Took a, took off in a rental car one time to go so to get some shopping or something. And the guy on the radio said, "Hey, folks, it's minus thirty outside." His friend, his his companion on the radio said, "No, it isn't." So the other guy said, "What do you mean?" He said, "It's minus thirty-six wind chill factor." 
oh. I thought. I thought minus thirty, minus thirty six. Who cares? It's bloody cold. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I found that sort of in in reverse in the Middle East when it was thirty, which was sort of normally it felt warm. It got up to forty, and I just thought. Oh, it's just still warm but for the locals it was a massive difference because yeah. they were yeah. sensitive to it no once you get over 30 it's quite hot yeah, yeah. i remember being in a little black rental car one time i wasn't driving but this i felt boy oh, it feels hot warm in this car got outside and it was way over 40 mm. i was mm. glad to get back in the warm centrally uh, air-conditioned yeah, yeah. car yes yeah yeah makes a difference Yes. So, so where was that? Egypt. Yeah. Oh, right. I've been to okay. E- so <laughs> I've been to Egypt a few times. It can get hot there. Yeah, Cairo yeah. especially. Mm. Alexandria is not so bad. Yeah, it's near the near the sea. Yeah, okay. by the sea. It is on the sea. So, so what took you to Egypt then? You hadn't mentioned that one. Before. Oh, I've had uh, graduate students from there. Mm. The first one I had was. Um, in order to get him, have him as a student, he got a scholarship. Mm. And part of the scholarship was I had to go to Egypt for two weeks. So they flew me, they flew me there, and I, mm. had to, I thought I would have to be uh, teaching him or listen to him being taught and the stuff. But basically, it was a <laughs> holiday trip. I went all over the place. Okay. I went yeah. up to Alexandria and then we had an overnight bus trip down to um, the Red Sea, mm. Hergada and mm. places like mm. that and he showed me pyramids and all sorts of stuff and basically yeah, just went, nice. they, I got off the plane and they and they we went to a bank and they gave me some money. So who gave the scholarship then? Or so Egypt, it's an oh, Egyptian scholarship. Oh okay. And this was well, uh, through, they were doing something through Massey and you were... Well, he, the scholarship was for him to come to Massey. He, he'd already done a year of, of, of a program, mm. but this was for him to come to, to Massey to do two years of, of, the, of a program at Massey. And somehow or other, he managed to fiddle it so he got this degree out of Massey, not out of the university in Egypt, which he was supposed to have done it. How the hell he did that, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. he reckoned that would be better for his his CV. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he um, he then... Uh, so was so it, he came over to New Zealand? Yes, he came over. Okay. To, he was here for... Yeah. And he actually okay. spent some time in the flat above our garage. Oh, okay. When yep. his, his family came out for a while. Yeah and mm. everything how the hell he worked all this stuff I don't know but they're quite good at some some yeah. some of these just, some students are quite good at these sort of things mm. but anyway he spent two weeks taking me all around Egypt showing me things yeah. and because so. uh, I thought I, I, I'd have to work work when I got mm. here but it was basically a two week holiday yeah wow mm. it was very interesting well, it might be part of the system that you would feel obligated to make sure he passes if Yes, and then then the other part of the scholarship was his Egyptian prime primary supervisor came out here for two weeks, okay. and I had to look after him, hmm. yeah. which was an interesting challenge, uh, to say the least. Uh-huh. But he spoke good English. Oh yeah, no, yeah. there's no problem. Uh, no, they, no, the, all the the um, and the and the supervisors in Egypt, um, my age. Mm. 
also speak Russian. They, 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 okay. a lot of them did um, postdocs in Russia, and okay. or P yeah. and or PhDs in Russia. Yeah, and they were, uh, I suppose, they'd be good quality academics. For yeah, that. yeah, most of them. Was it very different sort of training? You think, or I don't. You know. I honestly can't tell you. But they, um, they, they uh, obviously, uh, I don't know about now, but in those days, obviously, learned to speak Russian, and whether they yeah. wrote, they must have written their PhDs in Russian, I suppose. I don't, or in English, I don't know. But they and um, yeah, and the now now the uh, with, over the years that I've been involved with um, with them, the uh, there's a big focus on their students doing PhDs, if not in if not in the states or Europe uh, states. The, the big focus for chemistry students was Germany. Yes. Yeah. Germany was a, b- a big focus before all this COVID business started. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So you were actually employed at Massey all the time for the last forty-eight from? years at Massey. Yeah, since seventy-three. Okay, in uh, chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In, uh, so, what department or school or the school of? Oh, it's now called the school. Well, it was called the School of Fundamental Sciences. It's just been changed in the School of Fun- School of Natural Sciences, but it was the School of Industry industrial sciences and then before that it was uh, the faculty of chem- of uh, science yeah that's it so with, that's how I, I found that you don't have to change job they just relabel <laughs> i don't yeah I, that, I don't know what this is all about it's just management yeah. stuff these yeah. days but you were, so so your work your research and so was essentially chemistry yeah yep. chemistry okay This is part one of two. Listen next week for part two. Thank you for listening to Manawatu Conversations. This and other recent programs can also be found on the Manawatu People's Radio website and a range of programs is also available on the Manawatu Heritage website of the Palmerston North City Archive. The address for that is manawatuheritage.pncc.govt.nz If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the KiwiFruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.